live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hey! I don't know what it is they say. Is it charge? I just say hey. Hey is better. I mean, hey! Because what am I going to charge to? You know what I mean? I don't charge anymore. Anyway, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Rodriguez. And who is ready for a band? A frontman for a band, alternative rock band that is on the verge of really big things, guys. Culture Wars, ladies and gentlemen, from Austin, Texas. Culture Wars, remember the name. And today we have the frontman, Alex Dugan, coming to us from Australia, of all places, where he is in the midst of a creative writing session down under with the Aussies there. But yes, a fantastic band, Culture Wars. They uh, recently released their new single, Hunger from their um, upcoming EP that is going to come out later this fall called Tech. And uh, yeah, guys, this band is on fire. It's also composed of David Grayson and Dylan Randolph. They've amassed over 7 million streams, inciting a flurry of activity on TikTok, and they've charted on the alternative radio charts as well, guys. And, um, you know, they came to our attention, you know, because not only of the success of the music, but friend of our show, Music photographer Rob Loud, of course, has worked with them on a bunch of projects. So, you know, they're in that same musical DNA as well. Their live concerts, guys, for Culture Wars, have earned a reputation as one of the best live shows today. They're inspired by Culture by New Order and U2, so it's no surprise there. And we couldn't, we were just thrilled to have Alex here share with us his process, his inspirations, and a lot of really funny and great stories, guys. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, definitely check out um, Culture Wars uh, tour schedule and their social media channels because you are not going to want to miss them when they come to your neck of the woods soon. And uh, thank you guys for joining. If you're new to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast family, we thank you. We welcome you. We ask that you take 30 seconds of your time if you're new and just uh, give us a review there on um, Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you tune in. Those things helps us a lot, and they keep us motivated and going. So, without further ado, guys, this is Alex Dugan of Culture Wars on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Alex, you know, very excited to have you on the show, Alex. Alex Dugan, of course, Dugan, of course, of Culture Wars. You know, big fans of your sound, man. Big fans of your sound and of your band. Um, yeah. You first came to us uh, through our friend of the show, Rob Loud, the music photographer. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he's the one that turned us on to you guys. So, uh, of course, you, your new single, Tech, is just blowing up the alt-rock charts here in America. Leave Me Alone and Faith last year, same thing, man, skyrocketed. So just stoked to have you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I like the, uh, the U2 on the back, too. Oh, yeah? <laughs> good. <laughs> That's good. That's, well, it makes sense because you guys are really good live performers. But uh, how are you doing, Alex? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm in Sydney right now. I've been here since at least December and nice. just, uh, writing and writing as much music as I possibly can in the meantime and 
Um, we've been releasing tech kind of progressively here and yeah. uh, the EP. And so it's, it's been kind of cool to, cause it's just, it's such a slow process. It's been kind of cool of like from writing to recording, to releasing to now. And then of course you throw in a pandemic, which makes everything different uh, in terms of release schedule stuff. But uh, it's, it's cool to finally be getting this stuff out. Cause it's, you know, it's been, it's been a little slow. Yeah, absolutely, Alex. And uh, how are things in Australia with the pandemic? Things are pretty open, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, so like to come here, for example, I had to quarantine for 14 days, like mandatory. They have specific hotels set up. Hmm. You get off the plane and the army <laughs> escorts <Right. laughs> you into a bus and then into the hotel. And so you you don't go anywhere near anybody. And, uh, and then you can't leave the room for 14 days. So you do that to get in here in the first place. And then uh, beyond that, you know, uh, other than a couple snap lockdowns because of cases where essentially the only reason it ever happens is because it's a doctor or a nurse who's treating a patient who was in the hotel but got so sick they had to bring him into the hospital. So other than that, of a couple snap lockdowns, everything's uh, like 2019 over here. So it's um, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Absolutely, Alex. So, you know, it's funny you mentioned you too, because whenever we see one of your live shows or we hear one of them, like with the other day in research, we saw the one at Third and Linsley in, uh, in Nashville a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, one of your many gigs, you guys are like a live band, Alex. You know, you guys yeah. have this great connection with your fans uh, so quickly and so energetic. Uh, was the pandemic hard on you guys, Alex, to just to like not being able to connect with your fans and on the stage that way? Yeah, it was a little bit. A little bit of a tease, honestly, because for us, we uh, we were with Rob, actually. Uh, we were in Vegas yeah, uh, doing a show that was like just for radio programmers because we were right about to put out tech. And this was like February 20-something of 2020. So it was like right before. <laughs> right in the cusp, yeah. And we had, we had gotten ready to do the shows and tours or whatever. We prepped the whole show, all the new music. We spent like weeks getting it all like to sound you know, exactly how we wanted it to play it. We got to play it twice. <laughs> right. We did a warm up gig in Austin for friends just to like get work the kinks out. And then we did the Vegas show for the programmers <laughs> and then just, and Boom. so, you know, I mean, it, uh, it's, de it definitely was uh, a bummer, but for us, the entire last year has been, okay, well, we need to do something. So what are we going to do? All right, let's go write as much as we possibly can. Nice. Um, so, I mean, we, we've written a lot. Uh, we have a lot of material we're now working on. Um, you know, we'll see where it all goes because we're, we're very much just a, a quality over quantity. So it's, there's just a constant revision process that we're going through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not being able to play live definitely is not fun, but it, you know, it'll make it all that more worth it, you know, eventually once it all, um, you know, turns back around and it has enabled us to be very, online centric and pivot. I mean, this is less of the art side, but you know, online centric and pivot essentially the business and how we reach people yeah. um, and do a little experimenting there and just see what works, but it's, it's been interesting. So I definitely miss playing um, like here. The most you'll get is like, I haven't even seen a live band. Like nobody has, but like, you'll get like a guy like playing acoustic guitar in a bar. And it's kind of funny to just be like staring at him obviously <laughs> like I, I don't want to play acoustic guitar at a bar but just the fact that it, like anyone's doing anything it's like you know yeah <laughs> i know it's pretty interesting you know absolutely alex and i'm glad you brought up your creative process because you know you guys are 
amazing both production wise and lyrically so i want to ask you about both production wise you know you take a song like i mean all of them but like let's say faith amazing amazing production so layered uh so many like you know like loops and stuff man how do you guys know like you and your team and you look at david and you look at Vic, and you say guys like this is ready like because i feel like you guys can go on forever with these songs like just adding new elements to it when do you know that it's like ready to go out hmm uh I think you just kind of reach a point. I, for me, the point is where it makes me excited to listen to it all the way through and I don't hear anything that sticks out. So if that makes sense. So like I, I'm kind of listening to it and I'm like, like that's, it stuck out that that's not right. Like I'll hear- You're looking for the fuck ups basically, yeah. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm just trying to see where things aren't right. And, this, and if I could listen to it all the way through, be excited by it and I don't hear anything that doesn't sound right. And I was like, okay. And then of course we have the luxury of like, once it's done, like being able to take it to Manny Maricorn and stuff like that. And, and he can like, just make it that much better. Um, but even in that process, I still, that's still how my brain works. You know, I'm like, yeah, eh, like it bothered me that that's not as loud. And that's kind of the way I do notes, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of, that's essentially it. I mean, a song like Faith is, well, the, the record tech in general was interesting because it, it was all done and written within like a week. Um, and it was all kind of just a blur, frankly. And so really? Wow. To like, to like go back and like think about it, I, I don't really remember much of it. So, <laughs> uh, you know, but I, I do remember some key parts. And with, te I mean, with, with Faith, it was just this like one thing after another just kind of fell into place and it worked out that way. And then later nice. building that outro was more so just like a, okay, like what if we just kind of experimenting until it sounded exciting and like something you wanted to listen yeah. to, you know? Yeah. You know, and I was, I was going to ask you about the songwriting too, because it's, I, I feel like, you know, the production is so good that maybe people won't pay attention to how good your songwriting is. It's really like the underrated star of your songs. What is your process there, Alex, for writing? I mean, what I mean is, do you talk to the guys and are you like, all right, guys, tomorrow, nine to five, locking myself in my discipline, I'm putting something on paper? Or is it like you just said, more normally, like the muse just randomly hits? Well... So two different ways with tech it was it was let's get them let's go out to el paso well torneo and let's let's sonic ranch let's go out there let's just get immersed in it let's you know buy a couple cases of wine let's just like hang out and just see what happens because we hadn't tried to write music in a really long time together mm. in general because we had taken like a little bit of a break right we've just been tour we've been touring and doing all the radio promo for bones because that's how long ago it was and so we're like burned out from touring we took a couple months to just like chill we hadn't done anything. So we come back and it's just, let's just hang out. Let's let loose. Let's just see what happens. And we didn't have anything going in. Right. And we came out with it, with all that stuff. Um, and we weren't intending to go in to make a record either. So that was a mm -hmm. very like, not, it was just like, a, let's just do something. Cause we haven't seen each other in a while. It'd be fun. We like going to Torneo. We love hanging out at Sonic Ranch. So, okay, why not? You know, at the worst case we had fun. And uh, whereas now here in Australia, it's like a very regimented, especially with the time difference. Right. We're doing everything over Zoom, and I'm the only one here. Um, because of the time difference, it becomes very regimented. So, sure. when I'm writing, it's like, okay, not, this is, it's weird to say now retrospectively, but it's like, all right, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., like literally, because that's yeah. the time it is here. I mean, for them, it's like 3 p.m. to midnight or something, but all right, 9 to 5, we're going to, we're going to do this, and it's going to be on Tuesday and Thursday with an option to do Wednesday or something like that. It's very like, nice. Schedule. 
Nice. But that's, I think that's more so just because we all have to be, well, for me at least, it's just kind of the time difference thing. But I've, I've enjoyed doing it more regimented. But of course, you have to go in with the idea of like, I may do, you know, three days in a row, 36 hours of writing, and I may have nothing at the end of it. And that's okay. And yeah. so if you can go in with the idea that like, it, you're not going in for a product, you're going in to just get better then it takes the pressure off and in, and in turn you end up doing better work because if you're like okay i got to do something that's never gonna fucking happen so uh so that's that's kind of the difference between old and new but but both work frankly i mean i've, I've done i've gotten just as much just hanging out and working with the guys like randomly and and then just things kind of happening yeah and then just as much now being like concentrated on it so it's, I mean, it's kind of just whatever mood you're in you know it's kind of but, but taking the pressure off yourself because you can't wait for something to just hit, you know? Sure, sure. Amazing. So much to unwrap there. That's a great answer. Thanks for sharing. Um, like, okay, so so you're talking about the magic that sometimes has hit your band. And I feel like one of your breakthrough hit singles with money, uh, that kind of happened, right? Also in, in Santa Fe, if I'm not mistaken, something with the, uh, you know, that epic, okay, like, feed, yeah, in El Paso, that epic feedback story at three in the morning or something like that. Uh, do you mind sharing that story with our audience? I just think it's fascinating. Yeah, we were, let's see, what exactly, we were in El Paso, we were in, well, Tornillo, we were at Sonic Ranch, and we were working on overdubs for Delilah, I think is what it was. Right. And um, he was just going, you know, that thing, and uh, it just, at some point, he clicked something random, and it just, it created this weird, like, feedback, it right. And he just started messing around with it. And we were in the middle of it. <laughs> I remember because our producer at the time was pissed off at me because of how ADD I was. And we were in the middle of doing this. I was like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. And he goes, what? And I go, that right there, grab that. And he's like, like what? And I'm like, just grab that, like make it like, he's like, well, that doesn't fit in the song. I go, I realize that it's for something else. And so I was like, hold on. And so we started a whole new session. <laughs> in the middle of doing this because I was just like, ah, you know, but this is, right. also, this is also around the time where I was very into, cause I'm, I'm, my family's Russian and um, they, you know, they drink beluga vodka and you, you eat like a pickle afterwards. And so oh, nice. I had every, so you keep it in the freezer. So I had everybody like just even the engineers and the assistants were just keep pouring all these shots. And we're all <laughs> so I'm like, I'm obviously shit faced, but you know, I'm like, no, 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 that, that, that. And so it's a little bit of like, all right, drunky, like, you know, kind of. Right. Um, but no, I mean, the entire instrumental track for that song was all done based on that loop in the middle of the session, just randomly. And it, it was like two, three in the morning. And that's what's cool about Sonic is there's no hours because everyone lives there. So you can do whatever the hell you want. And, right. Um, so yeah, so I mean, it was just kind of this like weird moment of like grabbing this loop and then just building this entire track, um, and then later like writing the music around it. But the uh, not the music around it, but the, the vocals around it. I mean, I was the, my my part was the only thing that didn't get done. But I don't know how fun right. I was at the time anyway. So yeah, so it was just very very weird because I mean, waking up the next morning, I I don't remember doing it. So it was like, oh, what the hell is this? Yeah. You know? Dude, that's was, incredible. You know, yeah, it was cool. And it was fun, like, full circle to, you know, uh, have, like, Alan Mulder work on it, like, after the fact and, and mix it for us and stuff like that. Because um, that's kind of where that realm of 
my musical taste kind of comes from is is like a lot of his work uh you know with nine inch nails and stuff like that but yeah but yeah so it was, it was just a very weird <laughs> night uh that kind of just all turned into that yeah but that's but that's been the process with a lot of songs that we have i mean um uh, the song Tech is one of those that was from a just a late night. Um, yeah. The, all the music uh, was done in one night. Caleb, our producer, and I didn't remember doing it either. And we listened to it in the morning. Like, whoa. So, I mean, there, there's, but at the same time, there's also songs that are com- in complete sobriety. So I think there's, there's different schools of thought and kind of, if you sure. take it in an artistic way, you can, it's like, there's all different ways to, to reach the goal, but it's all about just enjoying the process, having fun with it, taking the pressure off and making stuff that you want to make. That's awesome. That's great. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, you guys have created such great music in such a short amount of time, man. I just have to tell you that, like, it's okay. pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you, you briefly talked about Las Vegas. Uh, you know, the shows, but you also had like a great like series of epic, like little kind of like videos there. What was the inspiration there for that? Like, you know, to kind of like make like a little long movie and like the characters and kind of like make it look like really dramatic and cool with that. With the, with the super eight stuff. Yeah. 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 The, uh, yeah. So essentially the difference between tech, the EP and the new EP, um, sorry, not the new EP, the old EP. The culture war self-titled culture wars, yeah. 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but between that and that, you know, with 2017 for us, like the whole mentality was very like polished and clean, and like because w- it was our first thing, like worried what people were gonna think and all this other stuff. And whereas with tech, we really just didn't give a shit, and we were just having fun, and it was more about there was very little drama, very little arguing, anything. It was just very like just having fun and having a good time and it was all just raw and so we were like all right, right. for this stuff you know we could go back to doing like very polished or whatever because like i'm a film school kid so that's where my head goes but um the guys were very adamant that like no this needs to like match the energy of the music and of us making the music and so sure um dylan i believe brought up something about super eight film i forgot why uh, but then our, our photographer and videographer and um, this guy we work with a lot, uh, as well as Rob, this guy Moyo, mm-hmm. um, who's in Austin, was like, well, I have an old Super 8 camera. Like, we could, like, build a set and do this and do that. And I'm like, well, why build a set? I was like, Frontier Airlines, you can go round trip for, like, 70 bucks to Vegas. That, that set's free. Let's just go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was like, you know, it's like we could spend a thousand bucks building the set. I'm like, well, 70 bucks, we can just fucking go. And, and I, yeah. you know, I get comped at the casino for gambling anyway. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like a free trip. Let's, let's do it, you know? But uh, so the decision was made to just like buy as much Kodak film as we could directly from Kodak and mm-hmm. load it up. And uh, I think Charles came with us too, who works on, uh, he, he's a writer on Leave Me Alone, but he also works creatively with us on a lot of things. Um, he and, and Moyo and then a different time, Cesar and uh, Rob all just shot this Super 8 footage and it was completely undirected. It was just like, let's just go out and have a good time and just nice. get around to Vegas and just film the whole thing. And at the end, we'll have, you know, God knows how many hours of, of footage. We'll get it all developed and, you know, nice. find, find something from it. And then we also filmed 
the uh, the performance that we did in Vegas at the end. But uh, but yeah, it was just let's just film as much as we possibly can and just see so what cool. Happens. And so it, it was fun going back through it. <laughs> yeah. So cool, Alex. That's a great story, man. I mean, look, you're being so good with your, so generous with your time. We thank you. I do have to ask you one more question, though. Sure, um, yeah. You know, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 2, the sequel just came out, uh, Keanu Reeves, classic 80s movie, and yours, yeah. your song is in the soundtrack to one of them. Yeah. Um, you know, is it a little surreal to have stuff like that happen? Or like, I, I know your songs have been in a bunch of places. Does that, does, is, is that, does that give you a little bit of a jolt or, or are you like used to it at this point? No, I'm definitely not used to it. I'm not used to anything still. Uh, but no, it was, I mean, I, I always enjoyed those movies and I know Dylan was just losing his mind over it for sure. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously very cool and it was a, a huge uh, boost to us um, as a band and in terms of reaching more people and, and, and getting further. It was, it was a huge favor and boost and, and, awesome thing for us to to be able to get and so we're obviously very very grateful to be anywhere remotely near it and um you know the the which makes it even cooler when the soundtrack gets nominated for the grammy and all that kind of stuff too which was amazing crazy too and um you know it's uh yeah i mean it's just it's it's given us a lot more things to talk about that's for sure with the yeah. band and helped you know propel tech and um yeah i mean and that's leave me alone the song from that record is also you know our most successful radio song mm -hmm. ever yeah so you know i think we peaked at like 28 on the chart or something sure. like that which is you know way further than we'd ever gone so you know it, it's it's been great to reach new people and obviously be involved in a movie like that you know um yeah and keanu's keanu's everywhere and he's you know <laughs> yeah he's, uh, yeah, you know, he's another another being alex yeah. man you've said it all dude we've uh we've loved having you we love your band we love your sound and and we think that you know it's what america needs as soon as we open back up high energy great that. production man people are craving like that kind of stuff and like man we can't wait to have you guys here in nashville and texas and all around the country oh yeah that'd be great thank you i really appreciate it <laughs> yeah absolutely alex thank you so much for your time man congratulations on everything keep it up yeah, thanks it. all right You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.